Hello, this is Ravina. This is Rita, and we made it to our second episode in our podcast, All Talk No Action. All right. So today we wanted to start off with something that we feel like we have some experience in, and we're just going to talk about how to live your life or to have fun without worrying about what other people are thinking or other people's judgment. Judgment, especially. So we'll start with our story a little bit. So me and Ravina have been really really good friends since eighth grade but before that we did not go to the same school since elementary school we were also friends but we split up briefly in middle school and at each of our respective schools i would say we were kind of um a little bit of an outcast like not exactly uh well known or i wouldn't say disliked but also just not really given a second thought Mm -hmm. and we i feel like at least personally i wasn't really part of any friend groups Oh, no, fully, same. 100%. And it kind of just felt like no one really wanted to be friends with me, <laughs> which sounds a bit sad, but it's just the reality. Um, yeah, so, so that is our experience. Of, that is the pre- preface to all that's of this? Kind of, yeah. The background. It's kind of a weird sort of explanation yeah. for everything. <laughs> so, so basically, we were in the same class in eighth grade, and we went to this small, super what's the word like super sheltered mm-hmm. school everyone yeah. knew each other and just just so you know the eighth grade was when we met again after like a few years of not going to the same school mm-hmm. but we were friends in like elementary yeah so in eighth grade we were in the same class and we like instantly clicked it was mm-hmm. like overnight like super close friendship yeah. and so we honestly thought our class was a little weird mm-hmm. like we for the first time we were no longer the weird ones yeah. to say. And it felt like some weird sort of power trip, <laughs> the way that both of us kind of had the same idea. And we kind of caused a bit of terror among our <laughs> class. Like, when we say we did not care about our classmates' opinions, we did not care about our classmates' opinion. And it was all lighthearted. Like, we were never doing anything with the intention of causing harm. It was never, like, intentional bullying or mm-hmm. making fun of someone for, like, like, something that was actually, like, off-limits. But, mm-hmm. for example, there was this kid who moved to, like, Minnesota or something. And then he moved back. And we made fun of him for moving to Minnesota and back. Like, he would he would say something and we'd be like, you can't speak. You're from <laughs> Minnesota. And so we thought it was just light banter. But this kid, apparently, we found out years later that this kid was really scared of us. And we just didn't realize because we truly did not care about their opinions. (laughs) And we thought it was all just fun and games. Like, everyone enjoyed our jokes. But now thinking back, I realize that no one actually in that class found us funny at all. And honestly, we're probably (laughs) hurt by a lot of things that we said. And And not even hurt in a personal way. Just like, it's more just like, wow, like, what is wrong with them? No, like... They're crazy. And honestly, at the time, we were. But we were just coming from such an extreme. Uh-huh. Like, for the first time, I did not care about what the other people mm-hmm. thought of me. And my mindset wasn't good. It's because I thought I was better than them. Yeah. And I definitely wasn't. And I 100% am not advising anyone to adopt this mindset. But it was just such a power switch, almost, that I felt like it was justified yeah. at the time. And it it was, like, such a stark contrast to what we were experiencing before that our we kind of just let our minds take over <laughs> and we were sort of like engaging each other oh yeah in this like i think if it was just one of us none of this would happen oh no the days that you weren't at school i was completely fine <laughs> i was quiet i was a normal kid kept my head down was nice to the random kids around me 
No, but when you were there, it was... We just kind of egged each other on a little bit. Yeah. We were, like, menaces. <laughs> so that was eighth grade. But then in ninth grade, we switched to the public high school that's, like, in that district. Because, so, like, our small high school... That was a trip. (laughs) (laughs) So, you could either stay in the same small school for high school or go to the public school. And, obviously... We chose the public school. Yeah. Because we wanted a real high school experience. Oh, yeah. we thought we would dominate. (laughs) We thought we wanted parties. We wanted the whole... Shabangs. Anyways, we picked this high school, and it was both of our first time going to a public school. Which, by itself, is kind of a shock to the system. Uh Uh-huh. We expect, we heard, we heard stories about, like, drugs everywhere, <laughs> about parties every night. About fights every day at school, and we're like, wow, we are really going to live life to the fullest yeah. there. But we were also extremely intimidated, because we were two small, ethnic girls coming from a sheltered life with weird names, and mm. we honestly didn't think that we would find friends with, like, the random, I don't know, like, kids from like the other public middle schools and we thought the fact that we were taking like calculus freshman year would make us social pariahs but i think it might have been every other thing about us i think the social pariah part is just actually a personality trait at this point (laughs) so in eighth grade i i kind of not in eighth grade sorry in ninth grade i kind of observed this phenomenon that was happening where everyone kind of turned into the same type of person and was just trying so hard to fit in because nobody really knew what to do. There was this huge thing about having white friends. Because we were mm-hmm. all a big group of Indian girls coming mm-hmm. from this super academic small school, which was mostly filled with Asians. So this whole idea of having a white friend felt like, wow, if you have a white friend, you are normal mm-hmm. by anyone's stretch of imagination. Like you are fitting into like the real society. So we were all desperately like searching for white friends. Mm-hmm. We all wore brandy. We all shopped at Pax and we wore the exact same thing. We listened to the same music. We all wore the white slide-on vans at that point. Yeah, Air Force Ones were not a concept yet. They weren't, but they were coming. Yeah, so this, like, this transformation was just kind of us, like, not caring about what other people thought because we were sort of on top of everyone to sort of, like, the bottom of the food chain. Oh, again, all of a sudden it was, like, middle school. The early part of middle school all over again where... (laughs) I mean, this time I had more friends, but (laughs) it was still very much that same mindset of I just want to fit in with the norm. Mm -hmm. Like, we very much cared about what other people thought of us. We we just wanted white friends, honestly. (laughs) And it kind of felt like if a white person likes you, that means you're, like, cool. Or, like, you get things. Yeah. Or, and it's really sad that you think that way because you isn't anyone. Because I know a lot of my friends shared this, like, concept some still do which is kind of sad at this point but <laughs> like come on yeah <laughs> it's been four years. <laughs> but just like there was like this weird hierarchy in our school which is the kids from the public schools public middle schools were automatically at the top for obvious mm-hmm. reasons and then the kids from my school were at the very bottom of the feeder chain we went as far as to lie about which school <laughs> we came from yeah because so we didn't want to because our school is known for having like the weird nerd balls so we would tell people, like, no, we actually went to this, like, public school. This public school that was kind of far away because we thought not as many kids were from that school. But then our our lives quickly fell through because we actually didn't know anything about this school at all. Like and people definitely were from that school at the new high school. And they yeah. very quickly said, I have never seen you there. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, that's actually well, valid. Okay. 
So yeah, we we really tried everything. Mm-hmm. So moving on to sophomore year a little bit, it was pretty much the same. Um, I think I cared less yeah. about what other people thought of me. I was just dealing with some other stuff at the time. <laughs> but it was still very much. I didn't feel comfortable with being myself. I didn't think, I didn't think I was good enough at anything. Like even personality wise, like I didn't think I was funny enough, cool enough, talkative enough, smart enough. Wow, this sounds really sad, but like, I've just like always grown up with that mm-hmm. mentality. Yeah, I know. I would say the same thing. I mean, it definitely wasn't the same as ninth grade, but it was kind of a different side of the same coin. Like, I I would kind of just do things on my own and not really be concerned about other people. But I still, I remember caring a lot about, like, my, my friends thought about me. I had such a bad FOMO then, which is, like, if you don't know, like, fear of missing out. Like, every time anyone would, like, not include me, I'd be like, is there something wrong with me? Like... I don't know. It, that just kind of made the whole year a bit off and, like, not as fun as it could have been. No, so, sophomore yeah. year was not fun. Sophomore <laughs> year was kind of bad. Kind of a mess, actually. <laughs> and then quarantine hit. Oh, boy. And quarantine was, like, I don't know what happened to me, but, like, I don't know, a year and a half of just, like, caring so much about, like, like social validation, in a sense. Like, I was completely, like, burnt out from, like, trying to talk to people. Like, I remember, like... There were just days where I would talk to, like, three people. And that definitely isn't healthy. That definitely had, like, other reasons to it. But, like, this was definitely a part of it where I just, like, all of a sudden social validation wasn't important anymore because you couldn't see these people for months. So I think I just really got very disconnected from the world. (laughs) So this was, like, the first time I didn't, like, live my life thinking about other people's judgment. But I don't think that this was the healthiest way to do it by just cutting yourself out. Yeah. Of the world completely. I think quarantine was a very, like, once-in-a-lifetime thing, and I don't think that's what is necessary to kind of get this, like, detox from other people's judgment. But it definitely was a very big switch, because we were going from seeing the same people every single day to literally seeing no one except your family. And you kind of just let people, like, be with themselves, which for some people is a very uncomfortable experience. Like, even personally, there are times where I was just like, wow, like, this is too much for me. But, I don't know, it felt kind of like a reset, especially in this terms of, like, judgment. And I feel like everyone came out of it thinking about what other people thought very differently. I think everyone came out of quarantine a very different person. So I think, like, it was kind of a blank slate for everyone, because, I don't know, I guess you have to rejudge everyone. (laughs) Not that you should. But... I think that was the first time I really realized, like, there's no point, like, living for other people. Because, like, it just hit me how temporary all of this is. Because, like, something like a pandemic could happen and I would lose contact with people for, like, nine months. Then, like, why am I so concerned about Mm -hmm. what these people think of me? These people that don't even know my name. Like, why do I need them? Why do I need their validation? Like, yeah. And I think quarantine kind of cut us down, cut our social interaction down to, like, just a few people that we talk to on a regular basis so like I feel like any efforts to try to make like this huge friend group of all these random people that you just barely know we're all just kind of gone and like you're only really in the end with like your few close friends that you can like rely on to talk to which was actually a really good experience to kind of figure out which friends you like to talk to and which ones you kind of want to keep engaging with Because, like, the people you can talk to consistently without getting bored in a nine-month-long quarantine, 
are the people that like you mm-hmm. really are friends with you know like you're not talking to like the random person from your math class yeah. for like nine months throughout quarantine but you're gonna talk to like your best friends yeah. obviously and I think that realization of like who my best friends really are and even though that like I don't have like a huge friend group mm-hmm. that if these people are enough to get me through like nine months of isolation like do I really need mm-hmm. a lot more people and it kind of just brought value to the like friendships I already have instead of searching for like qu- quantity is more about quality and it's just like it kind of made me like appreciative of like the few close friends that I do have and it sort of it, it was like kind of a reality check because it's like you're so caught up in this world of like high school and then when you're out of it it's like wow like none of these people matter like, yeah all, yeah like you guys don't know who I am exactly like I think weirdly it was a really good experience for me that like I needed something like a like a little high school detox for a bit because I think it's really easy when you're in high school to get caught up in like the high school environment because like those are the people you see like every single day for like the whole day and you think like high school is like your world like you think these people what they think about you defines you as a person but like no there's like a whole world out there mm-hmm. that does not know like how you looked in high school or like what you acted like in high school so I think like I don't know quarantine was the first time I really realized that and embraced the idea mm-hmm. And I wish that I made a lot more self-change in quarantine, and I didn't. But it definitely set me up for, like, a pretty good year of growth after. Mm-hmm. So that leads us to junior year. Um, and I think, honestly, I wasn't really thinking about what other people thought <laughs> junior year. I was kind of caught up with some other things. <laughs> so I can't really say much about this year. But I was kind of just, like, I didn't really, I honestly have no recollection of, like, what other people were thinking about me. I think at this point I was pretty comfortable in like my friends that I didn't really need to venture out and like search for people to like me because I honestly didn't really care a lot anymore. Sorry, (laughs) that was my stomach. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I really have to say. Um, Um, What about you? So junior year, I think... I came out of quarantine into junior year and I was just so relieved to see people again, Mm -hmm. especially like my close friends. And this was like around the time where your class size starts getting more concentrated, at least in our school, like the way it's set up before like freshman year, sophomore year, I was in like a bunch of different classes, like with all different types of people. But by the time I was in junior year, I was kind of with like the same group of people over and over again. And a lot of my friends happened to be in that group. So I realized like, this sounds, this isn't always a good thing, but I realized I really didn't need to venture out to actively try to make different people like me. Like, I think there's a different angle to that where you just don't meet as many people, which is unfortunate, obviously. But for me, it was like relieving that I didn't have to like try to make people like me or try to get to know people. And I just had like a set of reliable, comfortable people that I could rely on. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, since like, I had the same experience where, like, you kind of just have the same classes with the same exact group of people, maybe a few different people, but I got kind of comfortable with this group of people, and they, even if they weren't my friends, even if they're just random people I would have classes with over and over, it's like, I didn't feel like I needed to impress them or, like, show them who I really was, because when you meet new people, it's more of just, like, how do I, like, show them that I'm, like, a certain way? Rather than, like, at least for me, it's kind of, like, I don't know. How do I show who I really am and that I'm not, like, weird 
or like boring but these people already knew me so i it wasn't stressful to like have to work like over time to present myself a certain way so that these mm-hmm. people like me because i already knew them and this obviously had its downsides like we definitely me and Ravina together had issues with certain people <laughs> in our close like small class sizes which definitely has had like a lot of lasting repercussions for some reason mm-hmm. like all that happened was like we just called some people out a little bit yeah and for rightful reasons yeah i would think so that was end of junior year, and then going to senior year, they still extremely dislike us. Yeah, which we, is honestly fine, but like, will we continue to power through again with the whole judgment thing? Like, even though these are like one of the these are people that I like see on a regular basis or like have a lot of like connections with for mm-hmm. some reason. Connection meaning like mutual friends. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's like. I know that I don't really value their judgment, so I don't let their judgment dictate my thoughts or my actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of, if you think about it, you're the only one living with yourself. So it, it really shouldn't matter what other, like, random people think because they they are not affected by how you act or, like, how you think of what they think but you definitely are and that's like so much more important than whatever some random person talks about you or exactly. thinks of you like and like, it's really hard time to... freshman year like where i think this would have really gotten to me that like someone that's friends with all of my friends doesn't like me but mm-hmm. i know that if i just like morally don't align myself with this person then that their judgment really should not affect me at all mm-hmm. it's kind of it's a really hard thing to break from and we're we're I feel like we're talking about it as, as if it's, like, this easy cycle to yeah. kind of break out of judgment. But it's, it takes a lot of work. And just realizing your own self-worth and that other people's opinions doesn't determine who you are. It's really just you. And the only people you should really even be concerned about is the ones that matter to you and that are important to your life. And not just some random people that you don't even know or you may know them but (laughs) even if you do know them it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because honestly like especially at this time in your life everyone's growing so much everyone's changing Mm -hmm. so like something that you dislike about person someone dislike about someone right now isn't going to be something you necessarily dislike about that person in five years yeah and the person you are in five years is going to be a much more well-rounded developed person than the person you are right now. And keep in mind, everyone has people they dislike. Like, even you, I'm sure, have people that just don't rub you the right way. Yeah. Or just, you just don't like who they are. And even if you may not have a very sound reason, it's just, it's, you know. It's just a just human condition. And <laughs> you can't get everyone to like you because there will be someone. ask yourself, do you like everyone? And the answer, answer's probably no. So, like... And there's that's no, healthy. Please let us be no. There's no point in wanting to please every single person because there will be people, no matter what you do, you can be the nicest person on earth and someone will still have a problem with you. So there's no point in trying so hard for people to like you when you can just live as yourself and the people who do like you will just enrich your life and make it better rather than impressing all these random people who have nothing to do with who you are. Word. Also, I think we should talk about the word weird. And 
I don't know. We both agree that we really dislike this word. Mm-hmm. Um, we've heard this word being used to describe us, a ver- <laughs> us, us a variety a of ver- times, variety of different people, and it just kind of made me think, like, what does this word even mean? Like, out of the ordinary, different. If you Google the definition of the word weird, something suggesting something supernatural uncanny so i actually do not think that they mean that definitely <laughs> you're actually not uncanny <laughs> actually not supernatural <laughs> Werewolves. but so i mean when people use it in today's context <laughs> i thought that was going to take us somewhere sorry about that <laughs> ignoring that um so when people use it today they often are just saying out of the norm and out of the norm is out of their set norm of what like mm-hmm. what people should be acting like but this is a very loose definition because if those same people who call someone else weird for doing a certain thing, if they do that certain thing, it's completely fine because they're doing it. So, so there is no mean, sound. It's not an action that's yeah. labeled as weird. It is people that are labeled mm-hmm. as weird. And when someone is labeled as weird, no matter what they do, it is weird. Yeah. You can literally be doing anything. You can just be having fun and someone will be judging you for just being yourself. And like, I have... At least in these past years, I've definitely refrained from calling anyone weird. Mm-hmm. I spent, like, I mean, it's it's okay to realize, like, point out that someone's a bit different. Like, as long as you're not being mean. But I don't, I just don't like using the word Honestly, weird. refrain from pointing out that someone's a bit different. <laughs> no, don't do that That's not general. what I mean. <laughs> there's a difference between being different and being weird is what mm-hmm. you mean. Like, there's, there's a difference between... Pointing something out about someone in a bad way and being like, oh, that's, like, so weird. weird. Or just being like, oh, you're something. so weird. Or just being like, okay, that's a bit, like, different, but that's cool. Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, it's so easy to keep an open mind, and I just don't understand why people need to, like, solidify this odd hierarchy by labeling some people as weird, weird and, and some others people as not. cool. Exactly. It's, like, there's no genuine definition to what this is. Looking at myself... I mean, speaking for myself, I have never actually, most of the time I've definitely been put in the weird category, and this is for things like, like I couldn't control, like, at first going to like a majority white middle school, mm-hmm. it was just for being Indian, for being Indian and being like, into school, okay, I wasn't into school, but like caring about school, Nerd. I was just called like weird for that, which is like fine, in elementary school I was just like, Okay, we were kind of weird in elementary school. We definitely were. But, like, everyone But, like, you don't even call us that, okay? Everyone is weird in elementary school. There is no norm in elementary school, and whoever thinks that there should be a norm just doesn't know how kids develop. Like, you're eight years old, and you're allowed to be doing weird things. Yeah, exactly. And, I don't know, that word... I think we were called weird more than the average person, because (laughs) that word has definitely stuck with me my entire life. And And even... We would hear from our friends that other people that we didn't even know would be like, oh, they're so weird. Like, without even knowing who we are... Just by judging something that we said or did. Because when okay, we were I'm just like enjoying ourselves. Yeah, me and Ravina are known for just having a good time in school. Like, we yeah. laugh a lot. Laughter should not be considered weird. Or, like, enjoying your friend's company should not be considered weird. Mm-hmm. And doing different things or, like, have, having fun and doing activities that aren't very common and, like, maybe a bit, like, out of place shouldn't be weird. Like, for example, junior year. We started an ice cream business, okay? 
It is completely out of the norm. It did not go very far, but we did make one batch. And we also had an Instagram and a logo at sunscreens if you're interested. (laughs) But for some reason, when we did that, people were like, wait, that's so weird. Like, you guys are so weird. What are you guys doing? Mm -hmm. Like, I definitely heard that feedback from a lot of people. And I don't know, just doing something fun, exploring a new interest shouldn't be considered weird just because it's not what the normal person does. And even if someone does call you weird for it, like... Don't let that oh. stop you. Oh my god, um, I just spilled my water. So, yeah, but... High she school, watered the fake grass rug <laughs> in summer floor. High school is just so much more enjoyable when you're not worried about what every single person is thinking. Like, high school can be so fun. When you're just... When you have friends and you're like... Yeah. <laughs> it can That's be funny even if you don't have friends. But when you but, find the people that you really yeah. connect with... You can have a lot of fun because you're just you're young and you're still finding who you are and other people's opinions should not be like debilitating that. It shouldn't drive your actions. It's such a big growth period that you're allowed to mess up and you're allowed to make mistakes and you're you're allowed allowed to be weird. Good time, like being weird, isn't a bad thing and being different than the norm isn't a bad thing because right now the norm is honestly kind of boring. Yeah, and it's like people think that anything that. It's just slightly different. It's weird. But, like, guys, we can't all be the same. Some of us some of us gotta carry the weight <laughs> around here, right? Like, otherwise, no one would be able to carry any conversations if we're all the same. Everyone would be dry. Like, we don't need that. Yeah. But just, like, the point is just, like, I don't know. If you really want to enjoy your life, the first step needs to be just, like, removing the fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, like... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. After this entire podcast, I don't like, really know. Conclusion: We, have we no don't advice. really know. No, but you're the only one that has to live with yourself for the rest exactly. of your life. So and why not if at least make it enjoyable? Right now, like the people you see at school are most likely not the type of people you're going to be with your entire life. Especially if these are the people that are calling you things like weird or like strange or supernatural. <laughs> yeah, like you don't need people's validation to have. A good time if people don't like you that is completely okay and i know it's a hard thing to become okay with but it's this should not matter to who you are and like you are allowed to enjoy yourself without thinking about what other people <laughs> <laughs> we've somehow circled back to the original topic you <laughs> you just need to have a strong sense of self mm-hmm. And the key to enjoyment is just knowing who you are Mm -hmm. and knowing what you like, what you don't like. Most importantly, your morals, who you align yourself with, and where you draw the line. And wherever you decide all these things, it is completely up to you. Obviously, take people's input, but don't let their judgment weigh you down. Anyways, so... This was our first second episode. Yeah, hope and you guys liked it. It's a bit, it was a bit rocky at times, but we're still kind <laughs> of not rocky. We're still kind of figuring things out. Um, hope you guys will join, join us for the, the next third. one, please. If you have any input, as long as it's nice, make sure to <laughs> stay <laughs> weird. <laughs> Ew, that's fucking disgusting. That's disgusting. Stay weird, Portland. <laughs> All okay. Right. Bye. Um, I'm once oh, again. I'm I am Ravina. I'm Rajitha, and this is all talk, no, no action. action. Goodbye.